The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have bakol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Samechet. Today's daf is being studied. Da'ilu nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenichenu ben Yehuda. Amen. We begin today's daf on Daf Samechet Amud Rishon, and we are four lines from the top. Tanur Banan Niset La Rishon. The lady got married to the first husband, Velo Hayula Banim. She's married like the law ten years, didn't have children, like the Alakha said, so they have to get divorced. The Shini, she got married to the second husband, Velo Hayula Banim, as well for ten years. The Shinishi, Lotanase, Ela Lemishi, Yeshla Banim. When it comes to the third marriage, they have to, she can only marry a man that has children. Obviously, we're following over the opinion of the B that says that there's a hazakah with two so therefore once already she went to two husbands and she was not able to have children so therefore already we established that she has a hazakah that she cannot bear children therefore she marries the third one he must have children already because the mitzvah perur who is on the husband is on the man therefore he has to make sure that he has children because he assumed that they're not going to have children from that lady so the Gemara says what's the case let's say in the third marriage she gets married to somebody that does not have children. Obviously that is not a uh, legal marriage. So the Gemara's language is over here. She must get an immediate divorce and uh, the wow. husband does not have to pay the Ketubah. So the Mepharshim explain over here that the reason why uh, there's no Ketubah payment to in the Buddha Mathil says we're talking about a case over here that the husband did not know that she was married already twice, uh, meaning for a period of 10 years, without having children. Which is, if he would have known that from the beginning, that she's really asurat to him, so he wouldn't have got married to her uh, in the first place. Uh, so therefore, since he got married really betaut, meaning he was under a false pretense, so therefore really, the, technically the marriage itself, technically really is a marriage betaut, and therefore the ketubah is considered betela, However, it should be noted that he still has to give her a get uh, because um, her uh, fact that she's not able to bear children is not evident. We're just relying on a hazaka that uh, it's not for sure that she cannot bear children. Maybe she can bear children. You don't know just because we're relying on a hazaka. We don't have any facts meaning be told over here, so therefore it's still considered the marriage is a legal marriage, therefore Tosfot explains that a get is uh, necessary. Comes the, Gemara and gives the case now. Gemara says, <laughs> Let's say, she got married to the third husband, Okay, and did not have children. Can she go back now, and uh, the original husbands now have claims against her because the first two husbands had to pay ketubah. The deen is when a guy is married to a lady and uh, she doesn't have children for 10 years, so he gives divorce, but he has to pay the ketubah because there's no hazakah yet. However, the she'ilah is now, let's say, he marries the third husband 
And now already she's established that she's not having children. So the question is now, can these guys come along and say, we want a ketubah payment back, pay us back. The first two guys, bottom line, you have hazakah now. Bottom line, you prove yourself that you don't have, uh, you're not childbearing. Therefore, it was your, it was your problem. Therefore, the khara, we don't have to pay you the uh, ketubah. So that's really the question of the Gemara. <coughs> Can they tell her <coughs> it has been proven retroactively that it's your fault. You caused this. You married three people already and didn't have children. Or maybe the opposite. She can tell them Now I got weak. You can't prove it to me. If you want to prove to me, maybe I was a childbearing in the first uh, two marriages, and now I lost my uh, strength. So therefore, you're not getting back the ketubah money. That's the two sides. So Gemara says, Mistabra matzit amra lehu hashtahu Mistabra makes sense to say that she can't come with that claim and say that now she got weak because she really can't prove it. Therefore, the general rules are You want to bring a proof? Prove it to me. She says, I'm, uh, I got weak now. Therefore, you want me to give back uh, money that I got? Too late. You can't prove it. Therefore, she can keep the money. The money belongs to her. Comes the Gemaran continues. Mistavra, like we just said, Matzit Amra Dehu Ashtahu Dechahashe. Ibai Dehu, the Gemaran has another question. Niset Larbi'i. Now, let's say she got married to a fourth guy. Vehayu La Banim. And all of a sudden now she becomes fertile. And she has child, uh, children from the fourth uh, husband. Can she go back to the third guy now and say she wants a ketubah? Because really she's fertile. She got a ketubah already from the first two guys. Uh-huh. Once already she gets the uh, first two husbands, she can have children already. So then we have a hazakah going to the bead that she's uh, not able to bear children. So the third guy marries her. So we say he doesn't have to pay the uh, ketubah. Now she marries the fourth guy. They're having children. So can't you go back to the third guy and say, see, it wasn't my fault, I'm able to have children, therefore pay me my uh, ketubah. Amrina Allah, so the Gemara says, in this case, you know what we say? Shtikutach yafeh medivurach. Better you keep quiet than you open your mouth. Why? Dematsi amar la, because now this third husband come along and tell her, Ana adata dehachi loge rashtich. He'll come along and say, oh, you're childbearing? Well, I didn't give you a divorce under those conditions. Therefore what? The divorce is not a divorce. Therefore, now you're considered Ishit Ish because she got married. And the child that you have is considered a Mamzer. So therefore, the Gemara says, hey, he's better off. She's better off keeping quiet. Because now she can open up a can of worms. Now she's going to start saying, hey, I want my kid to buy payment. What do you mean you want your kid to buy payment? Yeah, I'm able to bear children. Wow. You're able to bear children. I would never have divorced you. So the Gemara says, what's the difference? But keep that up, Papa. What's the difference? Which means, even if she doesn't open her mouth, Still. is Betin going to keep quiet? Which means nimsa get batel Which is even without her opening her mouth, the fact be told, this guy Mitsu gave the get lichaura on the condition uh, with the understanding that she was uh, not fertile. Now that she's fertile, it should be an automatic that she should be not divorced and the children be mamzerim. But the Gemara really means to say, and we're not going to say that. And I'm going to say when a husband gives a gift to his wife, he understands that it's possible she can become fertile because he really didn't do any testing over here. Bottom line, it's just relying on a hazakah. So therefore, you have to assume that what really the get is a full-fledged get, and that's what she says. Look at that she dimuna matchil matkif le rapapa vei matze baala lebatule get beachi. If you tell me that the husband can mivatil the get by that claim. Kishatak my heaven. What do I care if, if, if she keeps quiet? 
Anan Mishatkin, and are we going to keep quiet? Havadai Adata Dakilo Girsha. Really, we're going to say the silence is not really hetet to say that the get was no good. You know why? Listen, when you divorced her, you knew there was a chance she can child bear or not. You divorced her regardless. You gave the get, you gave the get for the get. You didn't have any uh, any qualms, which means you knew there was a chance she could bear children. You gave the get, you knew that nothing is. Uh, uh, you know, black and white. So you gave her the gift, Mesafik, knowing both sides. Also, the Gemara's question is back. Bottom line, when she goes married the fourth guy now to have children, can she go back now and claim to the third guy, I want my ketubah? And don't tell me that her talking is going to make any difference, because whether she talks or not, we say the get is a good get. The question now is, can she claim a ketubah? Gemara says, Ela. Amrinan, first wide line, hashta. Ela Amrinan, hashta hu devriata. We come along and say now that uh, the third husband can tell her, you got healthy now. Which means, so proof, because you're childbearing now, there's no indication uh, when we were married. When we married, you were sick. You weren't able to have children, you infertile. Now, I'm having children now, you want to claim it too bad that you were good when you were married to me? When you were married to me, you were weak. Now you got better. So therefore, I'm not giving you the Kituban. The Gibraltar says that that is the claim that is accepted. That she says, If you want to exempt uh, him from the get, this is the way you're going to exempt him. The Amrina you tell him, She's, Now she got healthy from her sickness. And therefore, by bottom line, when she was married to the third guy, she wasn't able to bear children. And therefore, he doesn't have to pay the Kituban. Let's make a comprehensive review now of the cases of this uh, bright over here. Case number one of the Braita was where Nisit Rishon, there was no children. Lesheni, there was no children. So we say Lesheni, Lotanase. Why? Because according to the B, after already two times, when she was married for ten years and didn't have children, already she's Mochzeket, that she's not going to be able to have children. So this third guy really shouldn't have married her. So this gives us a Kimta in the case, like we learned. He married her without knowledge. And therefore, once he marries her without knowledge, the deen is, really he has to divorce her. He divorce her immediately. Because really he's not supposed to be uh, married to her. However, the deen is in the Gemara that she does not get the Ketubah. But we went even as far to say, why should they get the Ketubah? Because the whole thing was betaut. She thought the guy uh, didn't uh, realize what he was doing. It's really a question, why does he even have to give her a get? But we said, like, the get already, the, the, the Kedushim was hal, and we made a Hayduk that he has to give her a get. But now the Gemara starts with the questions. Marry the first guy. Marry the second guy. Ten years both, no children. Now she goes and marries the third guy. And now she doesn't have children. So now the Gabriel's question was, well, she went three rounds without having to have children. Could you backdate? Could the first two guys come back and say, hey, we paid you Ketubah. Now we have uh, a claim on you. Pay us back our money. Oh, so your question, Tosafon asked the question, so what are you talking about? What do you have to already wait for the third guy? If you tell me, Hazakaz after two guys... So technically already the second guy can come along and say, I'm not paying you ketubah, you're already So the fourth says that even according to the B, that says there's a hazakah after two, that's only going to be marriage. But to get a bit of money, you need a hazakah of 
three. So therefore, it's very integral at this point. Therefore, after she gets married to the third guy, so now already they didn't have children. So now already you see she's a muhzik at the gabay, not only not having children, that's already she was a muhzik going into the third marriage. Now she's a muhzik and even the gabay, the mamono, which would be one of you need three times. Now the other two guys come along and say, okay, listen, now we're discussing mamonot. Now already, give us back our money, because now you're your mosaic of the Gabbai, the Mammon, we want our money back. So the Gabbai says she can come along and uh, uh, have a claim. What's, what, what's the claim that she could uh, say to the uh, husband, to, to, the, uh, to, the, to the people? She said, I got weak now, which means, who says? Maybe when I was married to you, I was uh, okay, I was uh, childbearing, and therefore, uh, now I just started not to be able to have children. You can't prove that. So therefore, she doesn't have to get the, uh, she does not have to give back her money for the kid to buy. Give us another case. Another case, one other case, she got married to guy number three. Guy number three, they didn't have uh, children over there. Come on, continue, the case. She got married to guy number four. Guy number four, she had children. Oh, now she has children, so she our claim is now. I'm childbearing, so I can have children. So therefore, hey, your whole claim, guy number three, why you didn't pay me the ketubah? Was because you're saying what? That you're the third guy. Third guy, hazakah. Hazakah, no money. I'm coming on and saying, there's no hazakah. I'm, I'm childbearing. What are you talking about? I can have children. So the Gebarah says, can she make such a claim? So the Gebarah says, no, the third guy has a better claim. The third guy's claim is, listen, now you're able to have children. Bottom line, when you were married to me, you were uh, weak. And therefore, now you got healthy. So bottom line, I'm the third guy. You were weak, weak, weak. You were weak three times. Bottom line, I'm, with me, there was a hazakah with you. What happened to you after? You changed after. So therefore, going forward, the, the guy has to pay ketubah for you. But I'm not paying the ketubah. The Gibran says, that is the claim that is going to be accepted. Comes the Gibran, continues. First white line. Who amar... Thank you. Who amar mina... Vihi amra mine, which means now already we start getting into cases where both of them are having mahlukit. What's the mahlukit they're having amongst themselves? They're both blaming each other. He comes along and says, it's your fault. Which means I can't have children because of you. Vihi amra, and she comes along and says, mine, that the problem is uh, because of you. <coughs> so the way he explains over here, is to set up the case away so we can understand. It's not about uh, bearing children anymore. We're not discussing over here. She wants a divorce, not a divorce. It's an issue over here. Does she have to get the money? Which means, which means they're getting divorced. That's already established. Either because that's what he wants to do, or because they waited 10 years according to the halakha, and therefore the divorce is mandatory according to the uh, Beddin, either way. Now the Baal wants to come along and say, I don't have to pay you a ketubah uh, over here. Why? Because uh, it's your problem that we cannot uh, be, uh, that, that we cannot be with Taber, and therefore I don't have to pay the ketubah, it's your problem. She comes along and says what? That, that, that it's your problem. Now, the case over here explains furthermore, Hiyot. Which means obviously she had this problem when they were married, whatever issues she's having. He didn't know from these uh, problems. Wait. So therefore he's coming, this is the first guy. He's coming along and saying that the whole marriage really is under false pretenses. 
Now, what's the logic? It says, B'derikla, when a person gets married, the assumption is she's childbearing. The assumption is that the ladies will be able to bring children into the world. Now, which means, if I would have known that you're such a lady over here like this, that could not have children, I wouldn't have gotten married to you in the first place. And therefore, the whole kitushin is batelum butal. And therefore, if there's no kitushin over here, then there's no uh, kitubah as well. So therefore, that's what he's trying to do over here. Now, Let's see the lady's claim. If this lady doesn't say anything, she's going to keep quiet to such a time. Because there's nobody arguing. He comes and says, this is uh, what I want to do. I want to knock out the Kiddushin because there's a Mekahta out over here. If there's no claimant on the other side, we're going to accept it. We're going to say the God has not been a Ketubah. She's not quiet. She's not passive. She comes to the Betin as well. And she comes along and says, no, it's your problem why I'm not having uh, children. Now, his, her claim really is, we're going to see in the Gemara, is that his Shekhvat Zera doesn't have the ability to be Yorekahitz. For Zera to be Maziyat, for it to be fertile, it has to uh, uh, come into the lady with force. That has to be Maziyat, like, like an arrow that has a certain uh, you know, projection with, with, with force. She claims that the Zera didn't have the, uh, the potency over there. So therefore... Right, so therefore the claim is uh, you have the problem so therefore the Gemaran comes along and says in such a case in a bed deen when both of them come along and stand there who has the uh, who has the, uh, the claim right, they're both claiming against, uh, against themselves okay. so comes the Gemaran and says we read he says he these are already private things between the husband and wife. She's believed. Why? The reason why is she knows if the Zerah is your seemingly It's going into her. So she's able to discern if the Zerah is uh, that type of Zerah or not. But he is not uh, the one to know. I guess it's inside of us. She knows if it uh, has that the strength or not. Therefore, she is the one that's believed or not. Now, he writes again uh, over here. Just uh, for more clarity in these cases over here. Behemet, he writes. Let's say we believe both of them. <laughs> you have a claim and you have a claim. Shegamu akar vegam akara. The most uh, enable. Adayin aitaz zakait lechtubata. She should still get a ketubah. Kol atam shabalu yachodi patel me ketubahu. She's the whole claim that she, the husband has his wife. Shenasa otamalat lodit ima banim. I married you with uh, pretense to able to have children, and that's not so. Achim hu akar, but if he's akar, so he, that claims out of the water. Because what, I married you to have uh, children, and the four pretense, hey, you're akar also. So therefore, that whole claim uh, doesn't mean anything over there. So technically, over here, even if um, in, in the case over here where you believe both of them. So not to say you have to only believe the wife. Even if you believe the husband's claim as well, he neutralizes. His claim neutralizes uh, what he said, and therefore you still have to give her a, uh, a ketubah as well. You wouldn't know that he was akar. Correct. Which means, if you would believe both of them, she's calling you akar, and you're coming along with a whole claim, I wouldn't have married you if I knew you were akar. If, if you believe both of them, he also loses his ketubah. <laughs> Either way, because that your whole claim, uh, we're going to believe you. You wouldn't have married her. We're going to believe her that you're an akar. Think not. There goes, uh, so therefore you can have that claim either. 
Now, the Rishonim over here have another uh, question as well, which is worthy to, to analyze. Why do we believe the lady over here? Why do you believe the lady, the Rishonim, asks? Wow, maybe she put her eyes already on somebody else. And therefore, I'm getting mishakirit. She's lying. She's coming over saying, listen, I know the Zera is not being uh, Maziah over here. Why should you trust her? And therefore, she wants to get a divorce from this guy over here. And therefore, should she get married to somebody else? And the Gemara quotes in the Darim to the Aleph. You don't believe a lady when she says, you know, I want a divorce because the Zera is not Maziah Kehetz. Because maybe she put her eyes on uh, another guy, therefore she's trying to get a divorce out of her uh, husband over here. So the Medarif answers, She'en anu hoshtim ota bekach mishum girushim. Very simple. The case of it, she's not asking for a girushim. It's, years, it's either 10 years when the Beti is forcing the Kiddushin over here. So therefore, you're right. If she was the one that instigates her, I want a Kiddushin over here, then already her claim is already compromised. But she's not asking for the get. So therefore, we're not going to suspect her. We're not suspecting her. The Tana, you believe her. That they say that without your nekaretz. Normally, we don't believe for that because maybe we say she wants to get a get so she can marry somebody else. No, but in this case, she didn't come to ask for the get. Beti's coming to tell her to separate in the first she place. Correct. They're getting separated. But that again, the only reason why you don't believe her is if she comes along and says, I want a divorce. Right. So now already you say, oh, what's your claim? Yeah. I say, I'm not believing you. Maybe the reason why you want to get a divorce is because you looked at somebody else. But when she's not the, uh, the instigator of the get, so therefore that ta'ana is a ta'ana. In any event... It says over here that she was, in the case he's talking about where she was married. The come along just so you know in this sugya. There are 12 different mahalchim in this one case that we just uh, said. Okay, so therefore know that this is already a sugya that is very wide and long in order to understand exactly all these ramifications. Let's go to the next case. Amar ihu. So the husband comes along and says, Ezil in siv itita, which was brought up. Guy says, you know what? Let me go get uh, married to somebody else. Ve'ibdok nafshai. And I'll check if I'm Yureka or not. Which means her whole claim is what? I'm telling you, not Yureka Haetz. And therefore I get the money. He comes and says, hey listen, there's a way to figure this out of here. Let me go get married to somebody else. If she's able to get pregnant, you see what? I'm able to be Yureka Haetz. And therefore uh, your claim is not a claim. So that's the Gebaraz uh, continuation of the, uh, of the case over here, right? So Kazi Gebaraz says, I'm out of Ami. Av bezu yotziviyitin ketubah. Pay the ketubah. Not a good claim. Why? Shani yomer, kol hanose isha al ishto yotziviyitin ketubah. But for a new reason. Because this opinion holds over here that if a lady doesn't want to get divorced, and now a person goes along against his wife's will, and takes a, another wife, a second wife, a co-wife, so the deen is, automatically you got to pay a ketubah. Which means, technically that's a normal claim he's saying. Listen, you, uh, you want to check if it's your nekahats or not? It's a very simple way to check this out of it. You stay here, tell my wife, I'm going to go take another wife, and uh, we'll figure it out. But if you do that, for sure you got to pay the ketubah. Because you no say isha ad ishto. You're taking another wife on, you know, with the wife you have already. So therefore the deen is, according to these shittas, we're going to see now in the Gemara, you must pay the ketubah. Because again, you're forcing her out against her will. Rava Amar, Rava says no. 
You don't agree to that. He says, Nose Adam Kamma Nashim Alishto, Vehu de Itle Lemizaninu. So long as he could pay for them and support them, he says you can marry as many wives as you want. So again, Rabbi Amis Ta'ala over here is that the husband's whole claim is why he doesn't want to pay the ketubah. Because what? He'll get married to another lady. Correct? And if we can show the betin uh, who's, uh, who's got the veracity uh, of the claim over here. However, it's not going to help. Because the fact that he's getting married to a second uh, wife is going to force him to divorce the first one and pay the ketubah. Because the deen is according to Ami that you cannot take a second wife against your wife's will. And if you do that, you have to give her a girushin with a ketubah. So therefore, it's counterproductive. So even if you want to do that, once you do that, already you, you, you fortify her claims again. Because the deen is, she's got to get a, a girushin with a guaranteed payment of ketubah. So that option is not an option. Comes again, but I continues. Another case, Hu Amar, he comes along and says, Apalt Bego Eser. <laughs> We learned early in the Mishnah that if God forbid there was a miscarriage, so the ten years start from the miscarriage. So now what happens over here? Betin is coming to force the guy to give a get. First guy, let's say, right? That's after ten years. And they're forcing him to pay the ketubah. He comes along and says, ten years are not up yet. Why? She had a miscarriage uh, somewhere in there. Ten years are. The, the ten years are from when they got married. But he's claiming there was a miscarriage. They, they got married in 1980. Right? They come to the Betin in 1990. The Betin says, you got to get the result. She had a miscarriage in 1985. And then when the clock starts from 1985, I got five more years. I'm not uh, getting divorced, not paying no ketubah. And Chico goes, I didn't have a miscarriage. Therefore, yeah. 10 years are up. Therefore, uh, pay up. Look at that she. She wants out? What's she saying? Look at that she. She's saying, I'm not Who amar apilat begor eser? Kishanu ba'in lachufor. Right? Betty's coming to force him. The hotzi. Who omen apilat betok eser? Va'adain enzman lehotzi. Not time yet. Don't force me to divorce. I'm not giving her a ketubah either. Ditnan. Mone mishashe pila. Vi amra. Lo apilat. Ela. Akarani. She's coming along and says, listen, bottom line, I am an Akara. Therefore, it's time for the divorce. Pay me my money. She gets the uh, ketubah. So the Gibbara says, who's believed over here? Amar of Amir, Abbezu, She's believed. Why is she believed? Di'im ita de'pila. If it's indeed true that she did have a miscarriage, nafsha be'akirta lo mehseka. She's not going to want to mahzik herself for no reason that she's akara, which means it's advantageous to her that she's fertile. And therefore now she's, by saying that she's akara, it's a disadvantage. Who's going to want to marry her now that she's akara? So therefore, to say that she's akara, she has an imanut. Because it's more advantageous for her to mahzik herself in a lady that at least can have this carriage, which means... She's uh, she's fertile, so therefore she is the she is believed. Why, why does she want to give a shot? Uh, so he says right. we're discussing a case over here. In the case over here, where the lady didn't ask for a girushin, she's not tovea the girushin at all over here. Which means if she came along and now asked for a uh, girushin, we would not accept. I would say again the same logic. She's lying because she wants to go marry to, to somebody else. 
So therefore, the case was talking about over here where she didn't ask for the Giddush. She didn't have to worry about the false uh, claims of it. But again, it was saying it's advantageous claim that she's saying, listen, I did not have uh, the miscarriage. It's a hard. She'd rather make us, she's not going to make herself an Akara if she doesn't have to. Therefore, she has the Emanut. Uh, Comes the Gemara and continues. He comes along and says like this. Hepila, or the case, Hepila, Vehazra, Vehepila, Vehazra, Vehepila. Let's say you have a lady, she has miscarriages three times. So the deen of the Gemara says, So now she's muhzeket to have miscarriages, and therefore the deen is, the Yotzida, she says, He divorces her immediately, that's after 10 years. Already you see she can have, uh, she's only having stillborns. And therefore, after wait ten years, already she's showing that she cannot give living children and give it to Ba. Because maybe it's his uh, bad luck that he's not having to have children uh, from her. And she, she's able to have children, but what? They're just coming out stillborn. So divorce can get immediately, but he's not to pay the ketubah. It's three. Right, this is going like a bunch of them right. you have to say. Right. Good point. This is def- definitely going like a bunch of them that says Hazakah is uh, after right. three times when it comes to Palot. Very good point. Comes Gibran and continues. Who Amar? Now we give the case. He comes along and says, Apilatre. You had two miscarriages. Right, therefore it's not up to the time of divorce. And therefore no ketubah, no nothing. Only two miscarriages. He Amra Atlat. And she comes along and says, no, there's, uh, there was three miscarriages over here. Again, she'll take the divorce and she'll get a ketubah. Amar bi Yitzhak ben al-Azhar, uvda'ava bimidrashah. There was a case like this in the Bet Midrash. The Amru, the Amru, and they said like this, he mehemnya, she's believed. Why? Di'in ita lo apila. Because if you're going to say what, that uh, she's not, uh, she didn't have the miscarriages, nafshah binifule lo mahsikah. Which means, why would she want to make herself a lady that has miscarriages? So therefore, then they're ready who's going to marry her. So therefore, the same logic. Therefore, since her claim is a strong Tana, she wouldn't lie for such a thing. That's the point. So therefore, she is Ne'emanet. Therefore, she gets the Gidushin from the Beddin. And she will collect the Ketubah immediately. Comes the Gemara and continues. Now we actually go to the next Mishnah. The man is commanded on the Mitzvah of... But not the lady. Rabbi Yohanan bin Beruka Omer, says, Al Shinehem Hu Omer. On both of the man and the woman it is said, Vaybarech Otam Elohim, Vayomer Lahem Elohim, Peru Urvu. Therefore, Rabbi Yohanan says, There's a mitzvah on both the man and the woman to fulfill Peru Urvu. Comes the Gemara says, Mina Nemile. How do we know the first sheet after the Kama that only the man is Hayav and Peru Urvu? Amar Bilam Mishum, Rabbi El Azar, Rabbi Shimon. The pasuk says, It says, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the land, populate the land, and conquer it. Keywords, conquer it. Then, It's the way of a man to conquer. But it's not the way of a lady to conquer. Therefore, who's been we have in Peru? And somebody that conquers. That's a man, not a lady. The way we read the word, means both of you conquer. That's my both the man and the lady. The way it's written, it's written in the singular terminology. Therefore, they say it's really referring to the man. Rabbi Yosef says from a different proof. Ani el Shaddai. God tells Yaakov Abinu, I am the God Pere Urbe. 
God speaks to Yaakov in the singular tense. Be fruitful and multiply. Velo kahamar peru urbu. Implying that the obligation is only on the men. Vamar bilam mishum nebilam zavishmon keshem shemitzvah al adam. Lomar davar hanishmad. Just like there's a mitzvah for a person to say things that people will listen to, which means when it comes to giving rebuke, it's a mitzvah to rebuke people that are going to listen to your words. Kach mitzvah al adam shelo lomar. There's also an equal uh, mitzvah to not say things that are not going to be heard. Which means just like certain times it's a mitzvah to say things that you understand people will take your rebuke. If you know they're not going to take the rebuke, it's just as a mitzvah not to say it. Now the Mepharshim uh, over here explain the case we're talking about over here. Now we know there's a mitzvah from the Torah to rebuke. We know that. Now, now, the uh, Mephashim explained that we're discussing a case over here. It's in the book I saw. The Ritzvah says there's a haluk between giving rebuke to Rabin and giving rebuke to Yahid. What's the haluk? Uh, so the Ritzvah says like this. That the Gemara Erechin writes that this is a mitzvah of Ochiyah to rebuke your friend up until the point where he hits you. Which means once he hits you, then already uh, yeah, you, you can stop. So the Gemara says, over there is Hainu biyahid, he says. That's only talking about an individual. So this Gemara is about Rabim. So when you're giving rebuke to the masses, if you can ascertain that they're not going to listen, so then it's better already not to, uh, not to say it. So comes the Gemara and says, and there's different logics uh, to why this is uh, so. One logic might be that as long as uh, they're transgressing it, they don't know, so therefore they're considered, let's say, shogig. Right? But now already, you know they're not going to listen to you, so why are you telling them? Now you're turning everybody into a mezid. Of course, that has parameters as well, whether it's Mitzvah Tawraita, whether it's Mitzvah Tawraita, but the point is, it's not proper to tell them something that they're not going to listen to, because all oh, you are going to make them a mezid. Comes the Gemara and says... Rabbi Abba Omer, Rabbi Abba Shoba. It's not a mitzvah to keep quiet, it's an obligation. It's even stronger. It's an obligation to keep quiet. Do not rebuke a scoffer. Because yep. he might come to hate you. But on the contrary, give rebuke to a hakam, he will come to love you. The hakamim, they love the corrective criticism. But the, uh, the lids, already is going to resent you for it. A person is not to change from the truth in order to keep peace. How do we know? That's the Imar. The brothers, after Yaakov died, they went to Yosef and they said, listen, your father said before he died, please forgive uh, the brothers for their sin. That conversation never happened. So therefore they fabricated a story, but why did they fabricate a story? To keep the peace. So if you see, no, it's not only permissible, it's a mitzvah. When Shemuel was commissioned to go appoint David Melech as the king of Israel, David Shemuel was worried. Shemuel told Moreh Olam, I'm worried if Shaul's going to find out what I'm doing, he's going to come and kill me. So what did God tell Shemuel? Don't worry. Tell them that I told you that you're on the way to go bring a korban. When they ask you, where are you going? Don't tell me you're going to go anoint David. Tell me you're going to bring a korban. So you see what God is commanding Shemuel. It's a Change from the truth in order to keep the shalom. The bed be. Shalom. 
To keep peace is great. You see, even Borei Olam, he changed from the truth to keep peace. When Sarah Emenu heard that she's going to have a child, what did she say? How am I going to have a child? My husband's an old man. When God comes to Abraham, God says, Why did Sarah laugh and say, zakanti, That I am old. So you see, Borei Olam, to keep the peace between Abraham and Sarah, changed the words. Well, she, God's not going to say that she said that you're an old man. She changed it. She says, how's she going to have a child? And he's a kind. So even Borei Olam, because that would to change from the uh, accuracy of the statement in news. Rabbi Yohanan ibn Rukar comes along and says that the obligation is on the man and the lady. Because the Basuk says, Vayomer lahem, and God said to them, Peruvu itmar, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yoshua ibn Nevi. Both rabbis, Had Amar Halakhak Rabbi Yohanan ibn Beruka, one rabbi said, that the Pirur who's on both, Amar and Now we don't know who said what, but one said, one said not. We can conclude that Rabbi Yohanan, who the Amar in Hadaka. That must be Rabbi Yohanan is the one that said that is not like Rabbi Yohanan in Biruka. Why? The Yativ Rabbi Abhu, Rabbi Abhu was sitting with the students. He said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Halakha, he said that Halakha, which means, he said that Halakha is like Rabbi Yohanan, Ve'ahadirinu Rabbi Amev Rabbi Aseh Le'apayu. And they turned their heads from, uh, from him, which they were sitting in the Shi'ud. Right, so uh, who said halakha? Rabbi He said a halakha, uh, and he said you should know uh, in the name of uh, Rabbi Yohanan uh, the halakha. And then what happened? Whoever was sitting at the table turned around. What does this mean? Look at the sheet. Mishemed Rabbi Yohanan halakha kribi amiruka. Which is in the shiur, Rabbi Abu said, Rabbi according to Rabbi Yohanan, he said halakha follows. Rabbi Yohanan bin Berukah, that the Pirur Vu is on both. Next question, Vadrinu Apayu, they know Amra Rabbi Yohanan Me'ulam. They were trying to give him Kavod without rejecting him. They just turned their faces to Rabbi, to Rabbi Abu without telling him you have your uh, you have your facts wrong. Okay, so therefore, really, Rabbi Yohanan was the one that said and the Talmidim or the rabbis that were around them, they just turned their backs to him to show as if uh, you know uh, you're wrong. So the Gemara gives a different verse. Because the Amri, Rabbi Hayab and Abba Amar, Rabbi Hayab and Abba quoted Rabbi Yohanan to say that Alaka falls with Amiruka. Vahdirinu Rabbi Amiv Rabbi Yasir Apayu. And also they don't want to reject them. They just turn their backs to say as if we don't go with that. Amar Papa. We understand the quote of the first one that Rabbi Abhu is the one that was giving the Alaka. Mishum Kavod Bekesar Lo Amrude Vedomidi. That's why they didn't. Contradict him, but out of respect to the who was very close to the Caesar, so instead of directly contradicting, they just turned their backs towards him to show a sign that they don't uh, agree what he said. However, but according to the Shittah, it says the said the statement. Which means, why did they just tell him? Well, they, they, they didn't have to show extra respect to Rabbi Haya. They couldn't have been verbal with him. They could have said, listen, you say that the halakha, Rabbi Haya said, the halakha, Rabbi Haya you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara likes the first version better, that was Rabbi Abhu, and that's why they gave him the kavod by just turning their backs instead of uh, verbally contending. 
Gemara says, "My Avi Allah." Bottom line, what's the halacha? Who do we go like? We go like Tanakama, or do we go like Rabbi Amiruka? Tashimad Baravaha Barchina Amar Abu Amar Biyosi Ovda Aba Kamed Rabbi Yohanan. There was a story with Rabbi Yohanan in Kinnishta the Kislin. This can be the best Kislin The Amar Yotzi Viyten Ketuba. What was the case? Rashi. The case was the lady wanted to get the barim, which means she didn't have children. So therefore she was coming along and claiming that she wants a get. And what did the Yohanan say? In the Bitkarist of Kesari, you'll see you have to divorce her and you have to pay her Ketubah. So the Gibra asks, the Isal Kadatah Lo Mifkeda and if you're telling me that what she's not commanded, Ketubah May Abidda, then what is her claim towards the Ketubah? Which means her only claim towards the Ketubah is over here she was married to this guy, she's not having children over she wants to fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore she has a right. So therefore if you're says, you know what? You have a right to go for full mitzvah priyavribiyah, take the uh, get and go and get married and take your ketubah. So it must be that she is committed in pinurvu. So comes the Kabbalah and says, who told you? Who told you that that was the, 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 the logic behind the story over there? Dilma Maybe she was asking for the ketubah for a different reason. Nothing to do with the pinurvu. Maybe the ketubah was coming to her because she had a good claim. Like what? Kiahi, like the story that Tali committed of Ami. There was a case came in front of Rabbi Amra there. She comes to the husband, not to the rabbis, have the ketubah. Right? She came along and said she wants her uh, ketubah. Amar la, so she tells her, zil, go, lo mifkidat. I got to pay the ketubah. You're not mechoyevet on periyav rabiyah. Go, uh, she's already demanding a get. She wants to have children. That's why you want to get, a get, 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 get divorced? I have to pay. The husband was not asking for a divorce. She's asking for a divorce. And what's her claim why she wants a divorce? She wants to go have children. I don't have to pay for that. You're not obligated to have children. That's not a reason for a divorce. I'm not giving you the ketubah. Amra Also, she says like this. Mesibu dila ma'iteve When this lady gets old, what is going to be with her? That she's language is which she's really trying to say, listen, I have a claim. I should get the ketubah. Bottom, I'm married to. I have no children. I know I'm not obligated to have children. But what? I want to have children. Why? Who's going to take care of me when I'm an old lady? So therefore, pay me the ketubah because I want you, you, you're stopping me. Not because I'm obligated. Well, you take away my quality of life over here. When I get older, who's going to, who's going to take care of me? So therefore, that's a ta'ana already. So now ready for that ta'ana, she get a ketubah. Amar. So the rabbi said in that case, ki vadai kafinan. In this case over here, we force the guy to give the divorce and pay the ketubah. Similar story. Lady comes in front of Rabbi Nachman. Amar la, lo mifkidat. She says, listen, uh, Rabbi says, we can't give you the ketubah. You want to get divorced, get divorced, but you're not commended on peru urvu. So therefore you don't, you don't get the ketubah. What happened? Amra le lo ba'ya hach iteta. Doesn't this lady need, she's talking to the third person, doesn't this lady need khutra liyada, a stick for her hand, umara, a cane for her hand, umara likbura, and a shovel to bury her? Which means, who's going to bury me? Who's going to be my support? And therefore, I want to have children. And therefore, he said, Amar ki hava dai tchafina. In this case, over here for sure, you force him, and therefore, she get the ketubah. Which means, even though she's not commanded in Peru Vu, there's no uh, raya that she shouldn't get a ketubah. 
which means because we can have cases over where she, if she has a, a claim for other reasons that she needs uh, you know children to help her, so therefore the rabbis will say you can get a get and get the ketubah. So therefore the Gemara leaves that that is not a uh, proof. Gemara says last story. Yehuda v'Hizkiyah te'umimayu. There's two brothers, two twins actually. Yehuda v'Hizkiyah. Echad nigmerat surato lesof tish'ah. One already was a complete baby, full term, meaning in the ninth month, already he was developed. Ve'echad nigmerat surato l'tchilat shiv'ah. And one already was fully developed in the seventh month. Basically means the lady had very difficult pregnancy and she had a very difficult uh, labor because of the de- to development of the two children at different times in her womb. So what happened? Yehudit debitut Rebihiyah, Yehudit, who was the wife of Rebihiyah, the mother of these twins, she had uh, tremendous pain in the uh, childbirth. She changed her garments. She came in front of her husband. Amra, she said like this. Our ladies uh, obligated in this mitzvah. Amala lo. He said no. Azla. So she went. She drank the potion that causes the lady to become infertile. She drank uh, not such kind of children anymore. Lesof at the end, Iglai milta. It became revealed to the Bihayah that her wise wife now took this uh, you know, infertility potion. Amarla, so he said, Ichu yaladli hada karsa acharita. I wish we could have had one more set. Which is, I wish we could have had one more set of uh, children. I wish she didn't drink it. I would bring another set of twins. Why? Because these children were not, were not his only set. The Gabbana says, The Amar, more. They were twin boys. And Who were they? Gabbana says, they were the sisters, so twin sisters. So therefore, Bihaya had the four children: two boys, twins; two girls, twins. Velo mifkede, and uh, what do you mean velo mifkede? Which means the Gemara is saying, oh, sorry, end of story, end of story. Which is two sets of the boy, the set of boys, and a set of uh, girls. So he said, uh, I feel bad. She had, a, she had a time when she gave birth to the boys. So we said, am I commanded? You're not commanded. I commanded. That's it. I don't know. So she drank. So he said, I wish she would have one more set. I would have been uh, happy. Fine. So the Gemara says, Velo mifakdeh. Are you telling me that the ladies are not commanded in Peru Urvu? It was a certain lady. She was a half free and half but and half a slave. What does that mean? She had let's say two owners. One owner freed her and the other owner kept her as a slave. So what happened? So Betty forced the owner that kept her and said, Why you have to free her? 
Now what's the reason over here? The, we understand the reason is because she has a mitzvah pirurvu, and therefore in the, in the state that she is now half half, she can't marry anybody, and therefore she cannot marry a Jew for sure because she has a sad avdut, and therefore it seems they freed her, why? In order that she go married to fulfill the mitzvah of pirurvu. So the Gemara saying over here that what do you see? That ladies are obligated in what? Pirurvu, what the betin force her? To, to, to get free, why did the, why did the betin force the master to free her? And not to fulfill Peru Kamara says, no. Amar of Nahman, bar Yitzchak, minhag hefker nahaguba. Which means, the reason why they force, not because she's hayavet in Peru Urvu. They just wanted to get her married. Why do they want to get her married? Because as a, as a shifra, now she, had a, she was hefkerut, which means everybody was going with her. And she was acting like uh, Derek Znut. Because uh, no, no, she really can't marry anybody. So therefore, in order to give her uh, a proper life, she shouldn't uh, be treated by Derek Hefkerut. You know what? Free her. What's going to help by freeing her? Now she can get married. She has a husband finished. They will not treat her with Benag Hefkerut. Not Kosir Pirurvu. And therefore, the Gemara is concluding, really, have no raya that the ladies are Chayavot. Let's read Rashi. Benag Hefkerut Naguba. Lefish Noaita Yikolalinaseh. So I tell him, she was uh, promiscuous. Kafu et Rabbah, le Shachrera, Dran Allah, Kaba, Yibimto.